This past October, a teenage boy named Charles Roundtree was shot and killed by police in San Antonio, Texas, while he was sitting on the couch watching television. But none of us knew just how bad it truly was. The police chief lied about the shooting, and the city tried to cover it up. Charles was unarmed, nonviolent, broke no laws, and newly released body camera footage shows that the shooting was a cold-blooded murder. Today, I'll have action steps for us to take together. This weekend, all over Europe, open white supremacists and bigots were elected to national governments. It's the main story across most of Europe today, and it should be the main story in the United States right now. I'll unpack why this matters so much. I'll tell you who the nefarious man is behind so much of it, and I'll unpack what I think it means for the 2020 presidential elections in the United States. Let's dig in. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The the, the Breakdown. The Breakdown. The Breakdown. Can you name a single person shot and killed by police so far this year? Just one. How about last year? I don't feel bad. Most people can't. It's not that people aren't being killed by police anymore. It's that the national news is no longer interested. And the stories, as they were back in the 90s and early 2000s, the stories are really staying local. So you really only hear about what's happening in your city. So this past October, in the middle of the night, after 1 a.m. on October 17th, when a teenage boy named Charles Roundtree was brutally shot and killed while sitting on the couch at a friend's house, I never heard about it. Not once. And I follow police shootings. The story never really made it out of San Antonio. But what we're learning now is that from day one, The police there, including San Antonio Police Chief McManus, have openly and repeatedly lied about the case. Charles was unarmed and nonviolent. He broke no laws. He had never been in trouble. He was a good kid. He was literally sitting in the house watching television. And when Police Chief McManus first spoke about the case that day, he said that Charles was armed and threatened the officer. Someone clearly called him out about it because he changed his tune. Charles was never armed. Charles never said a word. He did nothing. He didn't even move. Then, just hours after Charles was killed, the police completely changed their story. I want to play it for you because it's a great example of how local media will just simply report whatever the police tell them and treat it as fact, no matter how damaging it is to the victim of this shooting. Not a word they say in this clip that I'm about to play you is true. This is from the local ABC affiliate there in San Antonio. Let me play it for you, and then I'll break it down afterwards. Police Chief William McManus says 18-year-old Charles Roundtree accidentally was shot and killed when the officer fired a shot at another man who was armed. Officers responded to a reported assault at a home on Robert Street around 1 o'clock this morning. The officers found the door open, went inside, and began talking to a 24-year-old man 
sitting on the couch. McManus says that man got up and started pulling a gun out of his waistband. That's when an officer fired several shots at him. None of that happened. None of it. And now we know that none of it happened a full seven months after the shooting because police have just now released the body camera footage. And now we know that police officer Steve Casanova never even entered that house, never once stepped foot inside of it, never once started speaking to somebody in the house. He made all of that up within nine seconds. And we're talking at 1 a.m. in the morning. Without ever announcing himself, the officer steps up to the front door, turns on his flashlight, shines it through the door. And as soon as the man in the house gets up off the couch to see who it is, the officer starts firing his gun immediately, start to finish nine seconds. And Charles Roundtree, the teenage boy who was still sitting on the couch, never stood a chance. He died right there in the house. Nobody pulled a gun on the officer. They didn't even find a gun in the entire house. Police later claim that they found a gun somewhere on the block, which is very nebulous, but then even admitted that it didn't have the DNA on it from the man they claim pulled it out in the first place. In the video, you won't see a gun because nobody pulled a gun. And what we see here is an officer abandoned multiple protocols, like a Billy Badass, not announcing himself, then shooting first and asking questions later, and he shot and killed a kid in the process. And the department, over and over again, lied about everything that happened in this case. Listen, this shooting was not an accident. I reject that word. It was reckless. The officer didn't accidentally fire the gun. He shot it on purpose. And the truth is, nobody in that house deserved to be shot. I'm going to post the video of this shooting on all of our social media accounts so that you can see just how reckless it was. And we're going to have a few action steps for you to take. Let's take them together. Action step number one is this. I need you to make a phone call, okay? You're so great at the phone calls, and they make a huge difference. I need you to call the district attorney of San Antonio. He's a good man. I actually know him. I've met him. Be respectful, but please call his office and ask to speak to DA Joe Gonzalez, or you can speak to his assistant and let them know that you want them to indict San Antonio police officer Steve Casanova for the shooting death of the unarmed teenager, Charles Roundtree. Now you may need to go back and listen to this a few times just to make sure you're familiar with all the details. But again, I'm asking you to call DA Joe Gonzalez. You can speak to him or anyone in his office and let them know that you want them to indict San Antonio police officer Steve Casanova for the shooting death of the unarmed teenager, Charles Roundtree. Now let them know and they already know this, but I need them to know that you know. Let them know that the officer lied about the shooting and that the shooting violated the law and that you know they have the power to bring charges in this case. Now, here's the phone number and save it in case you have to call a few times. Here's the number, 210-335-2311. Again, that's 210 
335-2311. And for our final action step for the day, I have one more phone call for you to make. Let's call the San Antonio Police Department because they've really been involved in a cover-up here, and they need to feel the pressure. They need to feel the heat from us. Ask to speak to someone in the office of Police Chief William McManus and let them know that they need to fire police officer Steve Casanova for his horrible shooting death of Charles Roundtree. Again, call the San Antonio Police Department, ask to speak to someone in the office of Police Chief William McManus, and let them know that they need to fire Officer Steve Casanova. Now, you may say, Sean, that's not going to do anything. They're not going to fire this man. The point is they need to know that we're watching, that we're monitoring it, and that they need to be on their P's and Q's because up until now, without the eyes of the world watching, they felt like they could just lie to anybody. Now, here's the phone number of the police department. It's 210-207-7273. 210-207-7273. Again, ask to speak either to Police Chief William McManus or someone in his office and let them know that they need to fire Officer Steve Casanova. Which brings me to our final story for the day. It's the breakdown, the breakdown, the breakdown, the breakdown, the breakdown, break it down now. Ha. The United States is incredibly isolated from the rest of the world. The world knows a lot about us, but most of us know next to nothing about the rest of the world. And that's a huge reason why we started the North Star and why we even launched the breakdown, because we want to educate and inform you in ways that the mainstream media simply doesn't do. Most Americans can't name three or four presidents or prime ministers from the 200-plus countries around the world. Most Americans can't point out most major nations on a globe. And most Americans have no idea that a global rise in white supremacy and white power is fully underway right now. And it's dangerous. And right now, all over Europe, bigots are celebrating because they've won major elections in nation after nation, winning seats in their parliaments, which is like our Congress, and even becoming prime minister, which is like our presidency. All of that happened over this past weekend. And in some nations... New fringe political parties that were started on an anti-immigrant, anti-Muslim, anti-black, and neo-Nazi sentiment, these new parties have gone from barely having any power to controlling 25 to 35 percent of entire governments. And I'm not just talking about everyday mainstream conservatives. I'm talking about the far right, the alt-right, and they won big. They came in first place in the U.K., They came in first in France. They came in first in Italy. They came in first in Hungary. And guess who's been traveling from nation to nation, boardroom to boardroom, consulting and advising each of these groups to victory? Steve Bannon, the former chief strategist for Trump's White House and campaign for president. More than any single American, Steve Bannon has been traveling all over the world, advising white nationalists on how they can gain political power, and it's working. And every day, several times a day, I check on white supremacist message boards and chat groups, and they see this past weekend 
as the biggest election for the rise in global white power since the election of Donald Trump. They are celebrating, and they're right. It's a huge victory. In many nations, parties that have been in power for generations have been kicked down into third and fourth place. And all of these nations and all of these leaders are deeply inspired by Donald Trump. I actually saw several of them post photos with MAGA hats. Because here's the thing. The president of the United States is always going to be deeply influential. So when the president of the United States demonizes Muslims, demonizes immigrants, and campaigns on banning all Muslims from entering the country, then fights tooth and nail for a Muslim ban, when the president of the United States detains tens of thousands of refugees at the border, then snatches children from their mothers without batting an eye, and then sends the children all over the United States while deporting their parents. When all of these things are happening, white nationalists around the world feel emboldened. And they are now taking power in a way that we've hardly seen in our lifetime. And what I want you to know right now is that they have real momentum. I'm not here to scare you. I'm here to inform you. They are organizing well. And it means that Donald Trump is going to be hard to beat. And anybody who tells you otherwise is not watching the facts. I promise you right now that Donald Trump is feeling confident. His approval ratings are actually strong. And I think they are probably stronger even than they're being reported. And defeating Trump is going to take a full-on organized movement. It's going to be an uphill battle. And right now, if nothing changes, I think he has the upper hand. Break it down. Thank you all for making it all the way through this episode of The Breakdown. If you haven't already subscribed to our podcast, we'll be right back here every single weekday, breaking down important news stories and issues. And we'd love for you to subscribe on your favorite podcast app like Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And please share this podcast with your friends and family. Our next big goal is to get to 100,000 subscribers, and we just won't get there without you. Have you left a review yet? Because on Apple Podcasts, we now have over 7,000 five-star reviews, but we're aiming for 10,000, so we still want to hear from you. So please leave your best review when you get some time. Thank you, of course, to the nearly 30,000 founding members of the North Star, whose generosity even makes this podcast possible. We love and appreciate each of you so very much. And if you love this podcast and you want to support our work, or you want to see the show notes and transcripts for each episode, we'd love it if you'd consider becoming a founding member of our community. And you can do that right now at thenorthstar.com. There we not only have our podcast, but hundreds of original articles and stories and commentaries from some of the leading scholars and thinkers and journalists in the world. Lastly, a shout out to our associate producer, Lissandra, and our podcasting director and senior producer, Willis, for their hard work on this and every episode. Take care, everybody. Break it down.